Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jody Paul. Welcome to episode 118. On this episode, we have been to the movies to watch Violent Night. In our Something to Scream About, we do our favourite jump scares. And also, our movie from the vault is 1981's Dead and Buried. How the devil are you doing, guys? Well, I wish I was dead and buried. Just, we'll get on to uh, that later. We can arrange that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, been another long two weeks. Lots of stuff going on. I mean, rap presents last night, so that's that's a Billy bonus. Um, sent your boys your boys presents gone into the ether for next episode. We will be opening presents live on live on air. Yes, that's because uh, what everybody wants to see. Yeah. On a podcast. I mean, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe if we do a clean, non-edited podcast, um, then we will put it on YouTube. Maybe not. Maybe we might. We'll see. See how the magic happens. I'll give it a go. Never edited a video before. <laughs> I think you should give it a go, Matt. Editing a video. You must it, know. It would be it. quite easy, to be fair. I think. Cool, cool, cool. What about what you've been watching? What's been going on, lads? Come on. Well, I'm going to go first this week. Ooh, he's watched something this week, Paul. (laughs) I finally have watched the movie. Uh, Yeah, I've watched a couple of movies, actually. I I probably should save this for a further on movie uh, from the vault, really. But I sat down and I was like, I'm really interested. I've picked this one up at work all the time. and I've I've been intrigued by the cover because it's got like, it's a really like a hand-drawn kind of cover from... Uh, I think it's on 101 Films, and it's um, it's like a hand-drawn like cover, and it's they're like punks on the front, um, and it's always drawn me in, and it's called Class of 1984, um, and I was fucking blown away, loved it, but maybe I shouldn't have said that because it's just crazy. It's a bit of a teacher comes to a bad school, that but the school is like on its knees, and some crazy shit goes on and then there's a, a kind of um kind of second act or third act would you say that happens that is quite harrowing which i didn't expect to come and you uh, and you said it starred the great michael j fox as well yeah i literally couldn't believe my eyes when i think actually somebody told me this a, a while back that he was in it and i couldn't believe i thought he was going to come on for like two minutes he wasn't he was in the film like a proper character and he's uh he's chubby it's so weird Chubby Fox. So weird. <laughs> so strange. But yeah, that was really good. I, I watched that. I also have watched Mr. Travis Stevens' new movie, A Wounded Fawn, on Ooh. Shudder. That was um that was a Fright um Fright Fest one, wasn't yeah. it? Was it a Fright Fest that we clashed with something that we went and saw? Um so I'm glad I glad it came to Shudder. Um it was an interesting watch. Um very strange, bit trippy. Uh, very strange, but I can't really talk about it because it just spoil things. And um, yeah, I'll let you guys maybe. Are you, watch. Are you saying this is worth a watch then? Um, I wouldn't. I don't know really. I don't know what you guys think because it is very, it's out there. It's very trippy. Um, there's lots of meaning in it, and yeah, I don't really want to talk too much about it because I don't want to go into spoiler territory. I'd rather maybe you go and watch it. It's only like about an hour and a half, so. Okay. All right, cool. Maybe go watch it, but the visuals are pretty fucking crazy. What about you guys? What what you been watching? Well, I'll well, go next. Then. I'll go next. Well, no, go on. No, you go on. Go on. I'll bring up the yeah. Repeated. Oh, 
repeating what you guys have watched i watched um i did watch run sweetheart run um which i did enjoy really really thought that was a good one um really interestingly shot um not really sure it's like almost like, almost like a creature feature it's fucking it is good that p pilau um is fucking fantastic as a bad guy i think it's fucking great it's a really clever movie um the wonder not so clever quite bleak she's obviously fantastic but again i, I had to watch it in about three sittings it was a hard watch to be honest did not really get on with it too much is that the one you watched jordy paul yeah i, I agree it's, it's it's long and it takes its time to get where it's gonna go so yeah uh, but the the performances in it though, like Florence Pugh is amazing in it. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's quite a slow film. A dreary. Can take more. Can take more than that, mate. <laughs> and so. Irish, so slow, dreary, and Irish. Thanks, in thanks for thanks for doing homework, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I tell you what, one I did fuck another one I really did enjoy. I watched Troll. It's just popped up. On oh it. yeah, I watched that as well. Yeah, <laughs> forgot honestly. about that one. Was it um, Norwegian? Another Norwegian sort of goes into more of the fantasy sort of realm. So much fun though. It's very similar so to the other one that came out there. Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter, yeah. yeah it looks exactly similar. the same as Troll Hunter, so is it yeah, not? Pretty much. But it's not. It's not. There's, it's like the last the last of a dying breed sort of thing. So it gets some quite emotion in the end. But ultimately, it's like a troll that's it's fantasy traipsing around Norwegian, like, you know, destruction and them trying to stop it. It's, it's like, Nor- you know, it's Norway's Godzilla at the end of the day. I've never <laughs> seen so many um little kind of captions be typed out the top of where they are and what time it is literally every fucking scene it's like (laughs) telling you what time it was and where um i did watch all of the walking dead last few episodes so smashed it put the time in totally worth it so happy happy that that's uh that i've sort of come to a, a nice end <laughs> yeah some really fucking good bits man and like some of the evolving zombies it's sort of we're going into we're going into romero territory it's quite interesting where they're going but anyway geordie paul Okay, well, I watched some absolute dross this week, just sort of just putting the TV on and just not being able to choose. So there was some absolute shite. So I will go through it. Uh, I, it's not really a horror film, but I watched it the other day. Uh, Equilibrium. Have you seen Equilibrium with Christian Bale? Oh, yeah. The, the oh, kind gosh. of Matrix I, I, kind of thing. I did not get on with that one. Not I went to the cinema to see it. I don't mind it. So it's a bit it's a bit crap and it hasn't really aged very well. But yeah, it was on. Uh, I then watched. <laughs> this was last night and there was nothing else on I just sat there and what, let me br- brain bleed out of my ears uh, Resident Evil the final chapter <laughs> now haven't only seen the first two Resident Evil films <laughs> this made no sense whatsoever but it was absolutely awful just the way it was shot acted them out. I don't know why I watched it but it did it was a horror film so I thought it was relevant um, I caught The Exorcist again so I think it's the third time I've seen it this year <laughs> Okay, oh now, so, uh, yeah, it was on the horror channel, so I just watched it. It's fantastic. Still, just every every time, every time you watch it, you notice some of the difference. So it's brilliant. Uh, I watched a little short on Shutter called White Girl. It, it was like twelve minutes long, um, so I just put it on when it on my lunch. Um, it's okay. Didn't really do much. Left a lot of questions and answers, but it was quite gory towards the end. So um, definitely worth twelve minutes of your time. Um, and then. A special place in my heart is reserved for the original of this, but uh, Willow. Oh my God. I yes. fucking love the original Willow. 
and the Disney Plus series is is ticking all the boxes so far. So yeah, really, really Although, good. Although I've watched it as well, um, all three episodes, and it's getting a right bashing online. It really is. Why? I don't know. Loads of people are just coming online saying it's the worst thing they've watched. It's it's just the storyline's bad, the acting's bad, and I mean I don't know if they're watching a different Willow TV series, but I really like it. I'm really loving it. And the yeah, I think all the cast are, are really good in it. I think it's the bouncing off age quite well. All the chemistry's quite there. I don't know. I'm, I'm loving it, me. So boo all the internet. Boo. What do you know? The, the special effects are good though. I thought practical. They were really good. Yeah, the characters, oh, some of the characters. I'm sure we'll get trolls think, in the next episode as well, so that'll be good. The problem is everybody just just bashes it early. It's like it's three episodes in. It's just like it's like everyone bashes stuff before it even gets going. You've got to give it a little bit of time to breathe. But there you go. Anyway, I really liked it anyway. So that that was it. That was it for me. All right, then let's um let's get onto some fucking news now then. Um, I'm going to kick this bad boy off. I'm not going to go too much. I think I'm going to steal one of Matt's, which I basically try not to do. Yellow Jackets season two um, will premiere in March 2023. Now, I don't know if anyone caught that this year. That was probably one of my best and favorite TV shows of the year. Fucking fantastic group of uh, girls, soccer team sort of crashes in the woods. Lots of weird paranormal shit happens. Football team. (laughs) It crosses like almost like two um time barriers them stuck in the woods and them them of age there's some weird shit that must have happened and weird shit that they're trying to leave behind it's very very good christina ritchie starring um el Pinel. there's just it's just fucking fantastic well worth a watch and i'm very looking forward to checking out season two um i'm gonna leave that news i reckon you that one's yours um in i watched in a trailer infinity pool uh, Mia Goth, Alexander Skarsgård enter the twisted world of Brandon Cronenberg. You must like the sound of that, Joey Paul. Did you see the trailer? I watched it today and it looks fucked up. Yeah, man. It looks really, really good, man. Just like maybe a death gone wrong and like doppelgangers, you know, body horror. There's some good shit that's sort of like popping up. Mia Goth is obviously absolutely smashing it. So looking forward to seeing her into something else. That usually comes out about January the 27th in theatres. Will it be in our theatres? Probably not. Well, if it's as good as Possessor, then I'm in. Yeah. Uh, Matt, go on, you go. Uh, Obviously, I've just got one bit of news that we've already kind of talked about previously. Uh, But Mike Flanagan is uh, leaving Netflix. He's done. So they cancelled Midnight Club, which was a shame which I wasted my life watching that program. Actually quite liked it, but they're not finishing it. Maybe they might go and finish it on Amazon. It'd be a bit weird, but um, yeah, so he's he's uh, tied up all his kind of stuff with them and he's going over to Amazon Prime. But do you know and what have project? Have you heard what he's doing on yeah, Amazon yeah, Prime? Yeah, have you heard the project? Yep. Now, I watched the McConaughey Alba one. Okay, Shit. everyone's out of everyone's moan. Okay, it's Shit. not the book. But if they do it properly, because this would be interesting, Dark Tower, if they do it properly, really dive into it. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. But what I want him to do is the stand. I, I, I want it. I want to. I want to. That would be cool. I would love that. Because he, he banged on about it, wasn't it? It was like going to be like five movies or something stupid. Bring he it on. flesh that out so good. And the characters would be awesome. Just use the cast that he always uses. Uh, that, that would just be splendid. Perfectly splendid. I never saw the new TV series. Like, uh, was it, did it star Whoopi Goldberg? 
as um, Mother Abigail. Yeah, Pass. James Marsden <laughs> and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, it sort of came and went without really having yeah. doing anything, did it? It's weird. We sell, we sell it at work quite a lot. Like, people buy it, so it must be worth something. I don't know. Never seen it. But mm, Weird one. As long as there's double denim in it, I don't mind. <laughs> cool. Uh, I've got a couple of bits then. So you, you stole two of them. So the Flanagan and uh, Infinity Pool. But uh, the you know the uh, Winnie the Pooh horror remake film that's coming out uh, because all the rights have come up. So the same yeah. company have, are going to do a Bambi horror film. <laughs> basically where Bambi takes revenge on uh, whoever killed her mother. Sounds mental, but apparently the guy, the guy who's doing it um, has also said that he's got his eyes on doing a horror film about Peter Pan as well, so expect more Disney horror films to come out. <laughs> thought it was funny. Um, Matt, I thought you might know this, but uh, Candyland that we watched at Fry Fest, which we all thought was really, really good, is getting released in cinemas on the 6th of January. Now, Shut whether up, that's really? mainstream cinemas or it's just limited, I don't know, and if it's yeah, in America or whatever, but it's getting a theatrical true. release, so... Because that means it must be coming out. Like they must have a distributor. So hopefully, awesome. That'd be quite. They won't see that big growler though in the corner of the screen. Well, I bet you only money that's cut. Bet yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was <laughs> just that, reserved what, for us at Fry Fest. <laughs> what we watched was probably purely uncut. I can imagine that some of that's probably been cut back. But regardless, regardless, it's a fucking brilliant film. I'll make and watch it. Performances, so yeah, definitely, it. definitely check that out. Um. And then the last bit of news, I've got uh, Peter Jackson uh, was doing interviews around. He's got some World War Two documentary coming out. But uh, they started asking him about his past projects and uh, releases and stuff. And he admitted that he, behind the scenes, while he's doing the World War Two stuff, he experimented with all of his back catalogue to see if the, the, the restoring World War Two footage to try and get it a bit more HD. And he experimented with his back catalogue and it came out looking brilliant. So next year should see the release in 4K or HD or whatever of Bad Taste. Meet the Feebles. Dead and Meet the Feebles. <laughs> right. Well, that secures one pick for next year. We will do. We will do Brain Dead um, as a fucking 4K. We do Brain Dead every week. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I I've, I've, I own Brain Dead. I got my only copy of Brain Dead. Is is this at the moment? <laughs> Lovely little wow. VHS. So. I really yes. need an up. I really need an updated version. <laughs> well, there you go. It's on its way, so um, so it should look good. But yeah, that was all my news. I got one more bit, which I don't know if you you mentioned this last episode or not, Matt. And we watched it in the week, and you sent me Cocaine Bear. Oh shit! Yeah, we haven't oh, talked about that. Oh, Cocaine Bear. Well, I, <laughs> cocaine I basically bear. texted you, didn't I? I said, yeah. Bear, check. Cocaine, check. I'm in. Bear, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I mean, where did we watch? The, where did the trailer pop up again? It was on Violent Night. It was. It was before, yeah, Violent, it was before Night. Violent Night. They actually put it out, so it might get a cinema release. Cocaine. Get, so it's delivered. Uh, it's directed by Elizabeth Banks. Oh mate, this is going to be Which fucking. It's definitely stupid. coming into cinemas. Great. Okay, go, anyone listening, go and watch the trailer for um, Cocaine Bear and enjoy. <laughs> Based on a true story. That's what I love. <laughs> Can you imagine when they went in to pitch the movie? Right. A big bear does cocaine. Money. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> I mean, hopefully the, the trailer doesn't kill it, like he has spoiled it, but the trailer does make the film. Oh, it's, a it's a long trailer. It's a long trailer. It looks like it shows all the good bits, but <laughs> never know. Never know. 
Awesome, awesome. Um, is that all the news we got? I think so, yeah. Plenty yeah. of news for this week. Loads. All right, well, let's get on to our main review. You ain't driving, are you? I steer a little, but the ranger do my sword. <laughs> this is my fourth year at the center. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. Excuse me! We decided that you could have one gift. Early. What is it? That is a direct hotline of Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa. All right, revelers. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! Okay, this episode's main review is Violent Night. It's uh, where when a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day and Christmas. Starring uh, David Harbour, John Legismo. Legismo? Did I say that right? (laughs) 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 We'll say that. It's been a lot. John John Legismo. Legismo. From from (laughs) Panic Terror Among Matt. Among a lot of others. I'm just gonna make you say it. What's that guy called again? <laughs> um, David Harbour plays Santa Claus. There we go. It's sort of like you know an action thriller comedy with some, and it's set at Christmas, and it's got a lot of uber violence. It's done by the producers of Nobody, um, and it's it's just a, a why not go and watch it? It's it's fucking fun. What do you guys think, Paul? I fucking loved this film, guys. I I, I don't know if it's just because I'm feeling a bit shit at the minute with Christmas, but oh my God, I expected it. I loved the trailer when I saw it. I thought the trailer was really good, and I just loved it from start to finish. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was gory. I thought it was mental. I thought it was quite sentimental in places. And I honestly, thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I want a sequel, Violent Night 2. Oh, there probably will be one. Hopefully. Oh my god, it was just the right kind of stupid, but yeah, loved it, loved it. Yeah, it was it was dumb, Matt. <laughs> um, David Harbour was brilliant. The rest of it, I could have give or take it, mate. There's some good bits in it, but yeah, I was just like, I think it kind of like didn't really know where it wanted to be. It's like one minute, it's like, starts off like, oh, I, this is quite different. It's like a bit bad Santory in places. And I thought it was going to be like that all the way through, like quite a lot of like intense kind of really, really like near the bone jokes and stuff like that. But it just, it just, it didn't really go there. It was like, did, does it want to be gory? Does it want to be funny? Does it want to be sentimental? Does it want to be, I just... And it's part by Universal, wasn't it? So I was just like, I just, it was all right. David Harbour was brilliant. And there's some scenes that I'm sure we'll talk about that I thought were really good. But for me, it was just a bit middle of the road, mate. And I've seen Nobody. Nobody is fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing. You guys seen Nobody? I I haven't. Mate, you both need to go out. It's your homework this week. Go and watch Nobody. Please. I will try it. It's on the list. 
but I'm sort of like halfway between the both. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good bit of fun. Um, I like David Harbour was fucking fantastic, but the rest of the cast, including unfortunately, you know, the legend that is Babs, is just uh, it's not another Babs. Lest, lest we forget, it's uh, sorry, Beverly D'Angelo, <laughs> the classic European vacation, not Babs. I call her Babs. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's sort of just like it's a good bit of fun. And I was there was a point in the movie where I was just like, oh fuck, it's it's just a little bit too long. Oh oh oh, okay, fair enough. I'll give you. I, I would like to have a, a round of applause for that kill. So um, yeah, it, it sort of follows like Santa being a bit moody, puking on people, being drunk, not really giving a shit. It's sort of gone with a a nice hot different turn on what Santa is. He's a fucking Viking at one stage. There's a rich family. Who we don't we don't really give a shit about this snobby Richie family. I think that's one of the reasons now. why I disliked it. I know you're not meant to really like them, but I just didn't feel for any of the characters. I just I didn't even feel like maybe that's what you're meant to feel. I didn't even feel like they were family. But he wasn't doing like, it for them. He was doing it for the little girl. Yeah, tr- you know, it's a Christmas film. <laughs> sort of follows her, and it's sort of they're trying to take some money, and Santa for some reason loses money, just starts kicking the shit out of everyone. Um, and we learned that he was once a Viking um, who had a hammer. <laughs> so there's some quite interesting fucking kills and deaths and 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 definitely some uh, that you see some of it's in the trailer. But it's fucking it's, it is. It's just like that sort of producer. It's, it's ass kicky, but it was a little bit. There was some moments that were just like a little bit slow. Jesus. Sorry. Sorry, oh, Paul. Word. Happy oh, Christmas! Can we, right, 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 ho, Mary, fucking ho. Can we talk about the tribute to Home Alone? Yeah, but which it was, I yeah. thought was genius. Oh my God, Math! What? So there's a little yeah. mention at the start about how she's watched Home Alone and she does a little scream thing, and it's all very funny. And then actually, she gets to reenact it in the house, and it's so funny because they like she sets booby traps for them, which don't really work. But then but actually, come to think of it, now I'm thinking of it. It, that bit, the stair bit, was fucking pretty good. Oh my god, whether it breaks and spoilers, the, spoilers, 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 the nail goes through his chin, man. Oh, it's just, ah, oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And then, like, obviously, the nods to, obviously, the nods to Die Hard 2 with the the relief team coming, and, you know, even he says Die Hard on Blu ray when he's having one of the fights. So it's obviously very, uh, very self aware. Yeah. But the great, the great kills, a start of the face, then it sets his skull alight. I thought you would love that. That was great. There were some great yeah. moments of gore and, and special effects and kills and stuff. And don't let me get me talk about, you know, death by chimney. Because that is just fucking oh. one of the best kills of the year for me. That, that, was, that, was, that was up there. I think that that was one thing that I thought, like, was very, very good. But, like, the 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 stuff of Home Alone was good and gory and clever. But we kind of got that from better watch out so it's sort of almost been done before the poke at the home alone which is not and it's proper. funny that, that it's funny better better watch out is also a universal movie mm. so they're sort of, by the same people they're sort of playing that trope over and over again which is fine because it's funny but like why not but and some of the kills just, and, and some of the the violence and the way you get to see that is is great <laughs> but I don't know. There was just bits of it. I was just like, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> don't care. Yeah, let's not to mention, like, the dad is an absolute tosser. 
Oh, yeah, 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 I get that. But yeah, yeah he's still painted as a good bloke. Oh, he's a good bloke, really. Well, no, none of this would happen. And the win, and the, you know, the fact that I, who did I really want? Did I want Santa to win? Maybe I just want Santa, Sonic Santa to win. They need to be, you know, maybe I just needed to be, to give a shit a little bit, but I know they needed a reason. And the scene with the hammer was fantastic. Like, all the kills were brilliant. But, and it, and it's not, I'm not saying it's a John Wick far-fetched moment but where the fuck does all these people suddenly come from just to set up like him wielding this hammer they just i don't know that's been done a lot like where they literally come out of nowhere and he fucking it's suddenly like he must have killed about what 50 people in that fucking small hut somehow where are they all hiding where was he hiding i don't know maybe maybe i was being a bit of a humbug <laughs> but, definitely he's scrooges but the, you know the there was you know the bit bit the little fight scenes and like I said, death by chimney was fantastic. So I think though, like the the common thing though, I mean I I do like lads. I'm not being too ignorant. You know it was it was quite a hot mess, but it's quite a hot mess. I quite enjoyed. Um, and I think if if you're looking for something a bit different for Christmas, <laughs> uh, it's and you, you can leave your brain at the door and just enjoy it. Then yeah, definitely go and see it because I think it's. Definitely worth it. Yeah, I thought I was sat there with a smile on my face all the way through it. <laughs> I, I hope it does bank. I hope it does bank over fucking um, Avatar and just pisses all over it because it was just like absolute fun. <laughs> don't, I'm, don't I, that's gonna I, happen. That's gonna I, hope, happen <laughs> I fucking hope nothing, no one goes to watch Avatar. I fucking hope that like it makes a quid. All right. Apparently, it's supposed to be really good. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> no, I'd rather watch them. All the no, I wouldn't watch. I'm not watching any, any blue more blue people. If you want to see some blue people, go and watch uh, Black Panther two. I will. Panther forever. Or Smurfs. There's a lot of blue people in that. <laughs> but for a fucking Christmas movie and a good Christmas action y sort of gory sort of movie, it's great. It's not like too much horror in it. Elements in it, just plenty of blood and gore and and punching in the face and. And uh, really inventive, you know, some inventive kills, I suppose. But yeah, not bad. Definitely a good bit of fun just before Christmas. I mean, let's face it, like on to, if we're moving our needle towards the Christmas movie of this year, I think there's one going to be coming on Shudder. So anyway, <laughs> and then that might shut Paul up. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. No, nothing will shut me up. But yeah, I don't really think there's that much to talk about this one, to be honest. It's sort of just like, you know, kicky punchy, um, just a good bit of fun. It is good well, fun. Well, look, the sequel, the sequel should be John Leguizamo's brother takes out revenge on Santa Claus and goes to the North Pole and lays without, siege against Without a doubt. Yeah. Nice, nice. If they, did, if, they, if they do that, 10 out of 10, fucking yeah. right. <laughs> Murders Mrs. Claus, takes oh, out the elves. No, he doesn't murder Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus is Lily Allen. What? She can do the soundtrack oh, yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, fair play, yeah. Wait, you see murderer, yeah. She can but do the soundtrack her. as well. <laughs> Why Lily Allen? Have I missed something with Lily Allen? David Harbour. Married to David Harbour. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Do you want to read it then? Yeah, fuck it. That might be a yeah. short review. Let Paul go first. <laughs> Well, I, lads, I loved it. I'm giving it a nine out of ten. I loved Fucking it. Hell, nine I out of ten. Nine out of ten. I absolutely wow. loved it from start to finish. And I get what you're saying, and I kind of agree with you, but I fucking loved it. I can look past that because I was thoroughly entertained. Go out and see it. It's amazing. Yes. 
You do like some crap, don't you? <laughs> I admire that. So, my, I mean, it's a seven for me. It's not too bad. I thought it's. I don't. I don't think it, it deserves a watch. It deserves to go see. It's good fun. Um, just a few pacing issues for me. That's all. Yeah, six from me. Um, but you're you're all laughing. But six is over halfway. That's like more than a recommendation. Like a participation award, Matthew. So, <laughs> I enjoyed I it. You. It's good. If David Harbour weren't in it, it probably wouldn't have been as good. Well, I guess who's getting a fucking bag of coal for Christmas? <laughs> and it ain't me. <laughs> nice. So, if I could do some quick maths, I think, nine out make, ten. <laughs> I think it makes it about a seven in the middle. So, <laughs> I draw a nice breath seven out of ten for Violet Night. Oh, that was a quick discussion. Okay, that's fine. Next time, we might be pulling something apart a little bit more because we're going to watch uh, the Joe Begus on Shudder christmas bloody christmas robot santa claus here we come (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's hope for another vfw shall we all right okay let's move on to our something to scream about what do you want from me why don't you run from me what are you wondering what do you scared of me why do you care for me when we all fall asleep where do we go okay so this episode's something to scream about we have gone delving deep for our favorite jump scares so i think we're gonna go around the t- i think we do one each we're gonna do three each but then we'll do one and then i'll go and then somebody else go yeah should we do it like that way like yeah, we normally do yeah, go on then, Jordy Paul. Sock it to us. What you got? Right, well, in number three in my uh, jump scares isn't really a horror film. Sorry, oh, boys. I don't know if you can do this. But, we'll have to uh, beat over something. Well, there's, there's scary bits in it, but let, 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 let us see. Let us see if he's will allow it. But number three is a scene from Jurassic Park. Yeah, you can have that. All right, well, so when Ellie's Dr. Sattler goes to look for Samuel Jackson's character and she turns the power on and then she turns around and goes, Mr. Hammond, we're back in business. And then that fucking raptor just jumps through the fence behind her. That, I remember going to say that in the cinema whenever it was out, fucking hell, show me age. Um, and it scared me then and it still makes me jump now. I still know it's coming and it makes me jump. Every time I say it, I'm like, oh, Jesus. I think I know exactly when the rapper's going to come out and I never get it right. And yeah, so that's uh, that's up there. I was just thinking about like times I've been to the cinema or watched a film and it's really made us jump. So definitely you know, that one. You know Samuel Jackson in that movie? Yeah. He's harmless, isn't he? Oh, dearie me. That's two bags of coal this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you go next, mate. That's a good one. Love it. All right, I'm going to drop in because this this is sort of a theme, really, because like this sort of this is the sort of thing that always creeps me out. And it, it just suddenly I, I know I'll expect it, but it'll still come out of fucking nowhere. So I'm going to start with the descent and I'm going to start where they're all in that fucking tunnel and they're panning around. It's that green night vision, panicked, lost. Suddenly it pans around a couple of times and then boom, the fucking pale monsters behind their fucking shoulder. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> every single time night vision it gets me it really fucking gets me i just can't i, I know it's going to come but they suddenly they get that beat and they get that 
the noise right um and it's like i'm usually a gargle but that little pale fucker man oh <laughs> the thing about that scene as well is that it's quite it gets quite a lot it's quite a long time until you get to that so there's loads of build-up and loads like loads of like they're going down potholes and going down little bits and tunnels and for ages and it's you just know something's gonna happen i think that's what makes it makes it the suspense and the drawn out up to that bit that's what makes it even more like oh my god you get finally see it it's like oh shit it really does yeah it really was a jump scare wasn't it big time big time um i'm gonna go with (laughs) i'm gonna go with the poltergeist and for me and this is probably when i was a kid and this is what made me jump every time and it even made me jump when i went to the cinema like a couple like last month to watch it is the clown when the little kid's on the bed and he basically looks and you think oh fuck the clown's under the bed the clown's under the bed the clown's under the bed don't look under there he looks under there and there's nothing and he comes back up and the clown's fucking right <laughs> behind him and then fucking strangles the fuck out of him but that, that bit is just like it's just so loud it, literally like and it's a creepy fucking clown as well but that's just always stuck in my brain when i was a kid like watching that but yeah awesome totally agree back round to geordie paul right um uh, this my second one is uh a piece of genius filmmaking to be honest um and it's from paranormal activity 2 i had this on my list so the obviously you set up from the first paranormal activity which again is a brilliant piece of filmmaking whereby you know it it locks you in to looking at things that maybe aren't even there you're looking for some things that move that don't move when it's just locked into one camera position and obviously then it's mixed with act like trying to get through the exposition to get back to that bedroom scene and it's always at night it's always at night and it's always locked in and the thing parallel activity to two does really really well is it starts with that format and obviously you've got multiple cameras dotted around the house and so you settle into the rhythm of the film whereas i'm going to watch them faff on on the daytime but the real juicy stuff's going to happen at night until this film when she's in the kitchen just going about a normal day and you're sort of switching off a bit going well nothing's going to happen and your senses are sort of primed for the night and then all of a sudden bang all the cupboards fly open. All the utensils drop off. She absolutely shits herself. It's one of the sk- like the biggest jumps I've ever had, ever watching a film. And I, I just thought it was done so well. And they didn't overdo the date. They didn't do it again. They didn't try it and like, have a look at the date. It was that one. And then <laughs> what it did was put you on edge for the rest of the whole film. Because yeah. you think, shit, I have to watch this intently now. That's the rotary cam, right? The one on the fan. No. No, no not that one. one. No, this is the second one. We went to the cinema to watch this, Paul, and we fucking shit ourselves. Oh, yeah, I remember. We, were, I thought... we weren't expecting it because, they... like Paul said, it was the day and they didn't really they didn't really have it in the day at all. This was the first one that had something really happen in the day. Obviously, it's only the second one. But I do believe they do use that trick in the third as well. I think the, the third do, is yeah. the can when it goes back and forth. But, yeah. That I shit my pants so much because it's so fucking loud. Yeah, really loud and just like I said, and you'd you'd spend like you'd almost go, oh, we don't need to watch the film during the mid bits. Or you sort of giggle and you go, Jesus, did you see? And you end up talking about the night bits, and then it just like I said, then you thought, shit, I can't talk through this film. I can't. I have to concentrate on every bit of it. Because yeah. the day the, when it goes to day is when you can breathe and you. Go, yeah. Wow, I got through that yeah. bit. 
And now we're going back tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> great bit of filmmaking. So, yeah, that was my, my second one. Awesome. Well, I think this one is like another... This is another one with night vision, use of night vision, um, use of a video camera, use of like the stuff you can't see and the stuff you see suddenly always gets me wreck and it's the fucking boy in the loft um and they used it for you know it's the inspiration between uh before host as well they did a little um thing during covid which they scared the shit out of everyone with that but it's so it's so naughty like just like literally pop, pops up loft and crawling around you, and it's so dark and constricted you can't see shit they're using the camera to see and then suddenly it just it's there straight away and it's it's i don't even know if it lends itself to music at the time to sort of do a sudden you know that sort of string beat it's just boom fuck fuck what was that oh shit yeah that fucking shit me up big time watching that one it still does now it's fucking horrible the great thing about <laughs> wreck though it's it's basically such a nerve shredding film all the way through it and then right at the end it sort of slows it right down and it's like oh right now she's away from everything. She's escaped like the zombies from downstairs, and now it's like, oh, and it slows it down. But actually, what she's walked into is the worst thing in the fucking. The world. worst situation. Ah, yeah. oh, god! And like the the dragon bit at the end is just fucking just brilliant. It's one of my favorite ever horror films. Wreck. I'll recommend it to recommend it hey, to uh, anyone who cold. wants to watch horror films because I I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, cracking job, cracking. Awesome. Um. Okay, so it's back to me. So I'm going to pick, because I've had to scrub off Paranormal Activity free kitchen scene. Um, I'm going to go with Drag Me to Hell. There's one bit, and I remember watching this in the cinema, Butch, we went to see this in the cinema. There's one bit uh, that involves, it's kind of a sleep sequence bit where she's in bed and she's dreaming and she wakes up coughing. And then literally, like literally, she's waking up coughing. It's all silent. And then she looks to the left and bang, that old woman from the fucking uh, parking lot is back in her bed and then fucking pukes up loads of bugs all over her face. And the, but the, the, the initial thing where the woman's in the bed is just so fucking loud again because the music with the woman just bang. And you just think, oh, my God, she's there. And then she pukes on her. It's disgusting. They use that camera shot of like suddenness in that movie so mm. well. They did it's sort of a similar one in the car as well, where she just it's go it goes and boom she's there and then she's gumming her fucking cheek. But uh, it's weird. Like, the thing the is, it's like they use loads of practical effects, which is even better. Mm. Which I thought was great. I mean, it's like you know that fucking Jesus Christ. It's just a re- that's a big jump scare, man. I think it's a, de- think it's a decent movie, man. I really oh, yeah, it's some proper chills in it. Really good, really Sam good. Raimi, isn't it? Justin Long, was it? Is it Justin yeah. Long as well? Was he the boyfriend? I can't some remember. Reason, for some reason, I think it's Justin Long. I don't know why. Go on, Mr. Stevens. Back to you. Okay, cool. You might have this one on your list. I'd be surprised if you didn't. But uh... I think I left this one because I knew you'd have it. But I wanted yeah. you to. <laughs> Maybe not, maybe not. Oh. Um, and I picked this because no matter how many times I watched the film, it always makes me jump because I always forget the what's happening. So it is the uh, blood test scene from The Thing. Yeah. So I all I, whenever I watch it, and, and still now thinking, who is The Thing in this scene? <laughs> 
Who yeah, is yeah. the monster? And do you know what? Every time you watch it, it sucks it's you in. It goes, yeah. I can't really, I couldn't 100% tell you who the thing is because I might be wrong. And it's such a m- magical, I don't know. I mean, you guys probably remember, but I don't. And every time I watch it, I'm going, shit, I can't remember who the, the monster is. And it's just the tension, the, the whole tension. They're all tied up on the, the seat. And he's going around with a little petri dish and he's touching the, uh, the blood to see if it reacts to the heat. Oh, my God. And every time it's like, oh, you're fine. Oh, you're fine. And they're looking and they're almost like, well, and, you know, it's almost misdirecting you to, to somebody. And then all of a sudden he just touches it and it goes, Bruh! it like flies out. Tentacles. And then there's that like transformation scene and they're all, there's sort of little comedy element where they're all tied to the bench going, yeah. get rid of it, help, help, help. It's so good. And like I, because like I said, I always forget. I get sucked into tension that much. I forget who the thing is at that time. The fucking um, good thing about that scene as well, I love it because it, when that thing shrieks out of the fucking petri dish, I love the blood on the floor. It's like the blood's walking. It's fucking yeah. mental. It's so it's, cool. It's such, so good. Such a great like tense scene. I mean, it just builds it, mm-hmm. builds it, builds it, and then flashes, and then all the shit hits the fan. It's yeah, it's so good. So. Yeah, that was my sort of number one. Awesome, man. I've just had a horrible thought as well. It's like, I know I've got that on Blu-ray signed by uh, John Carpenter, and now I can't fucking remember where it is. I've <laughs> lost it. Precious memory. You'll get a jump scare when you find it. <laughs> uh, I'm Precious sure memories. I would have put it somewhere very special in the movie, and now I can't fucking remember where it is. <laughs> so, because I want to dig that out and watch it. Great fucking pick, man. Um, I'm going to go for... <sighs> Not not a night vision one this time, but I'm going to go for what, like a mirror one. So Ooh. you know that whole that whole trope of like you know suddenly it's in a mirror behind you. It's the one with the conjuring with um, uh, Famiga, Vera Famiga, and she's just going through the little ding 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 ding, and it's the circle of one in the first conjuring. There's a good cup. To be fair, that whole movie there's <laughs> loads of like jump scares in that one. That you could pick, <laughs> but like it's just that one where it just moves back. And, it, and they use the sound very cleverly in that moment because you know something's going to happen. You know it's there. She knows she can see, and it's just any minute. But it still fucking manages to. to he's so good, James Wan, in his like filmmaking, just to be able to still sort of drop the sound completely, and then bang, hits you again, and it's like fucking bastard, goosebumps everywhere, <laughs> and it still gets me like watching that movie again and again. Love it. Ugh. Well, I'm I'm astounded. I'm I'm astounded about you two not picking this next one. Well, you're about to say it. Can I guess? Yeah, go on. You're about to say it. Ben Gardner's head in Jaws. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> like, every time, like, you think you're ready for it, right? We went, we, most recently, we, me and Butch went and saw it outside at Outside Cinema, and they provided headphones, so the locals can obviously hear it. So the headphones are quite loud, and I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming, but every time I fucking shit my pants. And it's so cool. It's so good because the build up to it, you just like, all you're thinking is that fucking shark's going to bust out any second. Like, and again, there's uh, there's other bits, obviously, the famous chum scene off the side of the boat. That fucking shit me up as well at the same time. But the head thing is just like, you just can't remember exactly when it's going to happen. And when it does, fucking hell, shit myself. The, the music that goes with it because it's so quiet. You know, it's serene, it's underneath the water, and then bang, it's like... Well, that's the yeah. thing, if you watch it, Matt, like, well, I'd sort of, obviously, I saw it in 3D, and uh, 
it was really good. Not Jaws. Oh my god, we're never gonna I'm never gonna live that down. It's honestly it's unreal in 3D. Go watch it in 3D. But um the, when you watch it, the music, the Jaws music's playing, which obviously when you watch the film and you understand it, the yeah. shark is there. The yeah. shark's around somewhere. So the tension, you know that it's you think shit, something's about to happen here. And like you said, Matt, it's that build that was similar to uh, you know what's coming, you know what's coming, you know what's coming, but you you can never because I think you get that reaction every time. You spend more, your body sort of spends more time trying to process that reaction yeah, than ready, yeah. what the timing of the scene. Yeah. So every time you do, you go, "It's coming, it's coming!" Ah! Do you know what? I cannot, that... I cannot wait to sit down with one of my kids and watch this um, just, just for that moment because I'll just, I'm going to be watching them, not the screen, and I'm going to yeah, make sure it's fucking loud. The weeks are <laughs> nightmares afterwards, but uh, <laughs> but not. Um, there's a really funny story with Spielberg uh, that he when the, the release Jaws. He was he was a bit unsure of how it would all go because remember like I don't want to go too far into Jaws but he wanted more shark in it and he was a bit worried about that audiences were going to want more monster and all the subtlety of it was going to be lost and he went into a test screening uh, with a full audience and that scene everyone screamed and jumped and shouted and you know like Americans do with the cinema but he knew after that scene that he was on to a winner and that's the scene that convinced him that. Jaws was going to be a success and obviously well, best history so yeah <laughs> unreal but yeah I just thought it was a bit obvious Matt I thought you guys might have picked it so. <laughs> oh no no that's why I left it off my list but I've got to give some honourable mentions because obviously I would have picked um, Alien with the viaduct when they're in the, the duct system and the trackers going off and it's just the, the build up because again it's a bit like Descent you don't see it for ages and ages and then suddenly you just see his hands come up like that fucking that's fucking jump scary you've got any honorable honorable mentions yeah where she just you think she's tied to the bed and he father Karras is like laid sat there and all of a sudden she just appears behind him and smacks yeah. him. oh god i mean classics and psycho and stuff like that and uh you know uh, texas chainsaw massacre with just with the grandpa they're pretty and even when he's like suddenly peers out of nowhere with a chainsaw that's fucking this nuts but yeah I, I for me it's like like consistently in movies that's that get me it's the cat or the bird that's not it's not the monster it's not the fucking thing it's dogs. just a cat dogs a, yeah a dogs cat jumping dogs. into a scene or a fucking bird fluttering its fucking wings that get me all day <laughs> the sort of lead up it's the lead up jump scares that sort of tend to get me one that really fucking scared me that I really wanted in my list, but I just couldn't get there was the the bit in signs when the alien oh. walked by. That fucking put hair on my. It was more or less of a jump scare and more probably hair on my neck. That yeah. Was fucking freaky. It is freaky, man. Really. Vamos, get out the way, kids. Vamos. <laughs> the sixth sense got a couple of jump scares in as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the girl with the pukey face under the blanket? Girl with the pukey face, yeah. Oh, oh, oh pukey face girl. Pukey oh, face girl. God, no. Oh. Final Crash. destination, the bus scene. Fucking always brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's always a good, like, uh, like someone getting run over by a truck or something. Do you know what I mean? Oh, there's always that vehicle jump scare what? as well. That's like, watch out for those trucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just get out of there. Right, are we are we all jump scared out anymore? For anymore? Yeah. All scared, all scared. Terrified now. Terrified. Brilliant. Right then, it's time to move on to our movie from the vault. 
This is the road to Potter's Bluff. Maybe you've been there. Clean, picturesque, full of old-fashioned friendliness. The kind of town everyone likes to visit. This is the road to Potter's Bluff. There is no road out. Welcome to Potter's Bluff. From the creators of Alien, Terror brought down to Earth, dead and buried. Is there any way whatsoever to reanimate people after they have died? To get them to walk around? That guy, the one you came to see me about last week, the one that died after the car wreck. Yeah. I just saw him. Man, he's dead! The same guy! Welcome to Potter's Bluff. When you die, you expect to remain dead and buried. You had a very close call. Just lie still. I'm gonna give you something. It's gonna make you feel even better. When you die in Potter's Bluff, expect the unexpected. From the creators of Alien. Dead and buried. It will take your breath away. All of it. Dead and buried. Okay, so uh, this week's movie from the vault was my pick. And uh, I decided to do a bit of fan service to Paul and Matt by coming out of my comfort zone, trolling through Shudder and finding something from the 80s. So I picked 1981's Dead and Buried. So I'll just give you a quick synopsis. I think I did it last week, but I'll do it again for those who forgot. In Potter's Bluff, unsuspecting visitors are being brutally murdered by groups of locals. But when the sheriff starts to investigate, he uncovers a dark conspiracy involving voodoo, witchcraft, and his own wife. So, lads, did you enjoy this one? Now, bear in mind, if you slag this too much, right, and slag the fact that I've picked it, I am never picking a fucking shitty 80s film ever again. So just tread carefully. (laughs) What did you think, honest? I mean, I thought, like... It could have been, you know, we, what we did before, the From Beyond and, like, all that sort of stuff, like Stuart Gordon, obviously you know how well it's done when it's done properly. Um, it was just slow, mundane, boring, didn't really care about what was going on. And some of the twists, but there was an element of it, okay, the twists were quite interesting. Didn't see it coming. Didn't see that coming, which is quite interesting, maybe because I just lost my thought process of even watching the goddamn thing um it's a bit drab you know special effects were great some of the you know what they're setting on fire the murders and all that sort of stuff and even that like weird sort of makeup thing but and but the concept's great it's like effectively a zombie movie i suppose who zombies who like taking photos of people so there you go that's how i describe this movie Zombies what? with cam- zombies with cameras. So there you go, Matt. Well, you're completely wrong. I'm sorry, mate. I <laughs> fucking love this film. I thought it was what? absolutely brilliant. 
probably one of the best movies from the vault I have probably seen this year. I'm not joking. I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I loved it from the fucking start. Just that start opening scene is fucking crazy. It's just like, what? I did not see that coming. Like some guy who's obviously new to the place and the locals are just fucking batshit crazy. Just decide to fucking beat beat the crap out of him. Put him in a fucking fishnet and set him on fire. Which the fucking effects were brilliant. Throughout this movie, it's just a masterclass of effects. Uh, I fucking loved it. And it, what makes this better is the fucking grandpa from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Fucking amazing. His character was brilliant. I think he, he died a week. Top died notch, mate. That is top notch acting right there because he was brilliant. I, I fucking loved it. I absolutely loved this movie. Wow. I'm going to buy it, mate. I'm going to fucking buy the shit out of that when I get hold of a copy. It's on Shudder, mate, for free. <laughs> I want to own it. I want to own it. I want to know all everything about it. I just thought it's, it's one of those things where I've, I've never actually watched it. I've never even seen the cover in the video shop when I was a kid. It probably was there somewhere. I don't know. It's a fucking boring poster and all. It's a boring poster. A boring, You're wrong. A boring start. You've never been so wrong. Such a such an awful like slow mundane start. Fair enough, they beat the shit out of him, but she he gets lured in by some lady in red. But so boring throughout. Just like God. Sorry, so, you're wrong. <laughs> For the once one time, you're wrong. I don't know if you're in the wrong frame of mind of watching it. Maybe you were tired. I don't know, but mate, I <laughs> I love this movie. Okay. So, I thought, uh, I, do you know what I thought when I was watching it as well? I thought I think Butch is going to really like this one really is like there's so much good stuff about it sorry i've been going on so long Jordy paul what did you think you picked i just got a weird somewhere sort of in the middle because i i agree with butch for the start i was a bit like oh will you just get on with some will something happen and i sort of felt i was watching a bit of a tv film you know what i mean like a, like at one point it was like is this an episode of columbo or something but I, lo- I, I, love like, that. I love the suspense because th- that's the whole point it's just like who the fuck is that who is she is my own fucking wife fucking me over and it's just like we'll get on to the end in a bit where i feel that they've missed the trick but that's the whole point well i so i so by the end of it i actually quite enjoyed it because i i i did i I, I agree with Butcher, though, with the concept. I think there's a better film to be made with the concept. Like, I really do. But I actually really... I did. I thought the kills were great. I thought the special effects... The acid dripping into someone's face and all the skin bubbling up. And I, I know, Paul, you touched on it, the, the mortuary scene where he sort of stripped her back and put her back together again. I thought it was really, the, really... The well reconstruction done, really scene was fucking awesome. That that was a masterclass in like special effects. It was just that was insane. The the way it must have took so long to do. I thought I thought it was fantastic. I thought was and I I spent the film going oh no oh no they're gonna miss a trick they're gonna miss a trick. I don't know what trick you say they missed for the end, Matt. And we'll talk about it. And I was hoping I was like they're not gonna do it, and I wish they did. But actually they did <laughs> to what I was thinking, and I thought it was quite cool. But yeah, so we'll just rein it back for the plot. So it's basically there's a, a town called Potter's Bluff and there's a couple of grisly murders happening and the detective, the, the chief of police um, or the sheriff or whatever, is uh, investigating these murders and um, he, he's not quite happy with how they're going on. He's trying to get, obviously, all the townsfolk. Are, it's one of them towns where everyone knows everyone. And uh, 
you have uh, the creepy mortuary man who Matt said is grandpa from Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. He's which... very, very eccentric, isn't he? He's, yeah. You know, he's very, he's very, just there's something about him is, is just a bit weird. Yeah, could... treats his like uh, sort of patients or victims or whatever, uh, like as art subjects and is very, very sort of particular in how he does it. Um, yeah, and all the while, like you said, these randomers are getting bumped off by people and uh, the town folk and taking photos. I think it's because, like, it's very H.B. Lovecraft in its approach, but it didn't deliver in the same way that, like, what we've been watching recently and, like, From Beyond and, like, Reanimator, you know, it's that sort of, like, I, I guess maybe I've just become attuned to the whole wackiness and the beam. Did you want a bit like, more tongue-in-cheek, Paul? Uh, you know me. I love a bit of tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> like, I didn't... Yeah. The seri- seriousness of it sort of didn't yeah or maybe i've just it, been i've watched serious horror movie in such a long time but, but it just, was that it's on that cusp of remember it's like it's, it's still this film is for me i think as watching it it's still very 70s it's, yeah, it's okay. very it's very tv-esque um i think um yeah but the sheriff's wife do you know who the sheriff's wife is no She's the no. Fe- female lead in flash Gordon. that's it i knew i knew it was there i I thought for ages. I thought the dad, because he looked a bit like him. It looked a bit like the dad from the Wonder Years. Yeah, it's not, it's not him. He looked like Johnny Cash, to be honest. I was a, a bit, bit like, yeah. it's not Johnny Cash, is it? I thought he was uh, great. I thought he was really good. So yeah, so you find out basically he, uh, like he, um, is, is is getting closer and closer to sort of the truth, and then shock horror. You find out that the people that have been killed start reappearing in the town. As if they've always been there. Yeah, that was, again, that was lost on me a little bit for quite a while. I was, like, realising that some of the things that I wrote down on here, I'm like, it was really lost on me. Because I didn't even know what happened to the family. Did I didn't, Did they die? The fact that... The, no, they the, got yeah, away. Yeah, you must have not watched it. They, they got away. They basically, may I add, we didn't even stop, talked about this, Freddy Krueger drags them out of the fucking uh, river and says, oh, I pulled a car out of the river. Like, and it was their car. Yeah, I knew it was their car, so I didn't know really know what yeah, happened so to them. Obviously, been like pushed off the road and died. Yeah, money, mate. It's budget. Come on, <laughs> go have some off-screen kills. You know, but she was quite. But yeah, I do you know, agree. That's a bit weird. It's a bit weird where they all came from in the end. But again, like zombies, they just come out of nowhere. You know, with cameras, um, and and beat the shit. Maybe so not the enough. Reason, the reason they're taking the camp, the pictures, Paul, is because they're catching the the. the uh, mortician he likes so basically you find out that he's basically rebuilding them and he's found a way through witchcraft and it really goes into that sort of the method of it but uh of reanimating the corpses and what he does is he makes them sort of better or a, a newer version of themselves but in order to do that nice. they need to die grisly deaths no i don't know whether that's to do with you know he he takes photos of them and they're like worst essentially like they're scared he that's why that's what he explained yeah he like he liked having a job. Well, I thought it was moving into like sort of an ex- exploitation movie at first. And I thought, okay, I was kind of like, hmm, maybe this could be good. But then it sort of felt, it sort of pulled its way back. But there were some sort of like exploitation, because this was considered a video nasty at the time as well. And I guess that was because it's of some of the elements. There are some violent bits, but it wasn't violent enough for me. <laughs> I think. Pouring acid into someone's mouth and nose and making their face collapse is not 
grisly enough. It didn't really do it for me enough. <laughs> like it, it, that scene could have been it's, smashing it, someone it was, up with rocks and then setting them alight. Too <laughs> not good in the, It seemed too in the middle. Uh, it didn't too go. In, it didn't go far enough to disturb or the other way to sort of make it a little bit more campy. It didn't. It just sort of like. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's your that's your opinion, isn't it? If you like, yeah. if you like. My, that is my opinion. Camper <laughs> is your thing, mate. You know that's cool. So we get You're to wrong. sort of he, he finds out that his wife's <laughs> like been hiding stuff and is in on the conspiracy and then he, he sort of finds out and confronts the, the old dude and then you realise that yeah, they're all dead and well, he's but, been sort of bringing them back to life and touching them up. So I think that's why they're killing people is to make sure he it's like he's blackmailing them to go well I'll keep sort of touching you up and like reapplying your skin because obviously towards the end all their skin's starting to come away and fall apart. Do you think they know? Do they they know they're dead, right? So, but he controls them all. So, has he got any? They got any conscious thought? Because the wife. Well, yeah, dead. I think I they know. do. But I think they Everyone's do. Dead. Yeah. So, it, 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 I think they're sort of saying like, be happy for her because she's escaped. Because basically, he buries her. Um, and she wants to be buried because she gets shot, and I don't know if that sort of so, jolts like, her into sort of. A mortal wound, but is she dead alive or is she fully dead? Is she going to be? I don't be think like... they can die again. I think that's it. They're all alive, but I think they're living like in hell. I think that because the the girl says to him, "Be happy." She's like a lucky one, or she's escaped, or she's happy now, or something. And they're all sort of just staying alive. I don't know whether they have to stay alive or they're being controlled to stay alive, and they they all want like release from it. Mm. Um, but they're definitely that, not all self aware because otherwise the detective would know. Spoilers. Ooh. Yeah, the the triple spoiler at the end or something like that was. Uh... Well, I didn't think they were gonna do it. So basically, I was sat there thinking, do you know what would be great? Be great if he like destroys them all and gets away, and then realizes that he's dead too. That's a good one. But I I felt the better ending would have been a bit of a more kind of morbid ending. Would have been that he just goes so insane that he actually kills his wife. But kills her because but she's real and she had nothing to do with it and then realizes that he's actually dead but he's killed now killed his wife and then and she I comes just, back to life at the yeah, end yeah or maybe oh. or yeah i just thought that would have been a bit more harrowing that he he actually because he they bit that's what they kind of that's why they switched it from me because i was like she, he's definitely going to kill her and she's not going to be one of them because the whole way through it they're, they're, there's they're kind of he's adding it all up and he's like she's 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 one of them and then literally, yeah, obviously the reveal at the end, the double bluff kind of thing, which I thought was quite clever. The shocker. Mm, by the way, it's your wife who's dead. Oh, but by the way, you're also dead. <laughs> but they were never husband and wife. It was she killed him after they were having sex and she killed him during sex. So it was just a body. Yeah. So he and it's like this. Oh, he's been given this like backstory or being programmed or whatever it is to think that he's the that, policeman. That's... This is why throughout the whole film, I'm trying to put, I was trying to put two and two together with, like, they're all talking like he's been away uh, uh, and become something great and come back to the island when it is not, he's never left. And it's yeah. like, ah, now it makes sense because surely, you know, that they'd all be like killing him because he's not really from there. But, you know, they don't really talk about his past much. Yeah. And then his wife being there as well. It's like, surely he came back from where he's been with his wife. But obviously he's been there the whole time. 
But I, I agree, Butch, that there's definitely like the co- there's definitely work to do on the concept. I think and it's if a you little modernized bit it and like added a bit, you know, like Truman Show esque type of stuff. I think you could make a fucking stupendous film. There's a good, like, there's a good movie there. I agree. There's a good movie there. It's weird as well because like 118 episodes. I know, like we didn't see eye to eye on a couple of them, like The Gate and Nightbreed, but they're ones you'd seen before. This is the first one we both haven't seen so far apart. Crazy. 108. Um, yeah, you're you're wrong for a third time. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. It's an opinion. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. Mine you're, you're is completely right. right. I nearly fell asleep watching the bastard. So I don't think you're in the right frame. I think you need to go back, rewind it. I'm not wasting another hour after my life. Don't work whilst watching movies. <laughs> no, I'm not I wasting. Definitely, it honestly, I at the start I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get mullered in this podcast because I loved it because I thought it's so it, fucking then, so weird. I was like, this is awesome. I just it's so I, I really didn't know where this film was going. It wasn't I weird enough for being, me. I love being like I love being challenged. Like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) It was not weird enough for me. I've not seen anything it's like similar to why didn't anything come from the sea, right? They're by the (laughs) you know and start raping the whole town is what I would understand. I don't really understand. (laughs) I don't really understand. (laughs) Needs more giant octopuses. (laughs) Mega sharks. To pussies with pussies. Yeah. But that's good yeah. though that we all like, sort of disagree and agree and makes for a better conversation, gents. Makes a, cha- makes a change. Makes a change when Matt's wrong. That's funny. I really thought I, I really thought you would have liked this one. I'm 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 gobsmacked. I really am, because I just thought the weirdness, the kills were good, the, the you know, practical effects and and just the whole crazy bonkin bonkers of the, of it all. I I just thought, oh I thought Butch definitely gonna I, that's why i thought you were like kidding, kidding at the start like i thought wow he's like is he double bluffing because i'm I double you were kidding i thought and you were Stan kidding winston did the practical effects as well, well I thought and you did a fucking like great job hey i'm not mocking the the the, the effects of it all i didn't say you were great. but just the whole me <laughs> just boring well. Are we going to hear some maths facts? Did you get any? Oh, yes, I've got some maths facts, yeah. I'm going to make them extra long just to piss Paul off even more. <laughs> I'm going to pick all the, the really, really long ones, like, to read out. and make. And should I do it in a boring voice as well? <laughs> just to make him even oh, more... Oh, that'll be a change. <laughs> oh! Now he's getting Ooh. personal because he's upset. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. So, um... Uh, this was Jack Alberton's final theatrical film. Paul, you'll be glad to hear that, Butch. Uh, although he filmed another made-for-television movie the same year he died, in poor health and suffering from cancer all through filming, uh, Albertson passed away a few months after this movie's release. He never, he, he nonetheless lived long enough to see its world premiere in Hollywood, in which he attended in a wheelchair with an oxygen tank and a mask. So at least Bless he got it. to watch it. Yeah. Um, Stan Winston's special effects went beyond creating gore for the film. Uh, the figure in the full body cast lying uh, in George Lamont's hospital bed was a mechanical dummy built by Winston. Uh, the lifelike detail, elaborate movements, uh, the dummy was rigged to make, uh, gives the appearance that it's a real person that makes infamous needle eye stab, which we didn't even cover. Another gruesome thing, that eye stab was insane. And I didn't even know that, that, was, that I thought that was a real person in there. 
that's how good that was. Yeah, the putting the, the eyeball into the head was pretty. Uh... Yeah, that was grim. That was grim. Um, during filming, director Gary Sherman purposely avoided letting the colour red be visible in any scene. So the sight of blood during the murder sequences would be more shocking. Sherman even went as far as to have the taillights of vehicles replaced with purple lights instead of normal red. It's quite cool. Um, in 1983, an interview with Starburst promoting Blue Thunder from 1983, Dan O'Bannon is connected to this film. Obviously, you know who he is. This, uh, disowned this movie, claiming that Ronald Chusett had actually written it by himself, but needed O'Bannon's name on the project, promising he would implement some of O'Bannon's changes. Upon seeing the finished film, O'Bannon realised that Chusett hadn't included his material, but it was also too late for him to take his name off the credits. <laughs> Um, I'll just do one more because this one's quite a long one. It's quite funny. Um, the most extensive effect in the movie, um, uh, was the reconstruction of the hitchhiker played by Lisa Marie. Once she was killed, again, we did a lot of really fun in-camera tricks and slides and moves. But the first image we see of her lying on the mortician's table is this completely destroyed face. Of course, it was a puppet's head, recreation of her eyes and uh, the destroyed look. I started with the live cast of Lisa Marie, then I created a clay replica, uh, then I started literally carving away at the face, section by section. Since I had all the original cast of her skin, I was able to actually take a final skin and lay it over the entire puppet. Stan explained, I call it the puppet because... What I added layer by layer was the skull, the muscles and the skin, and it all came back together to recreate Lisa Marie. I was able then to pull the lips back and check the teeth, pull the eyelids back and see the eyes, and then pull the other eyelid back to find the socket was still empty. I thought I thought it was fucking brilliant. And a total of 48 deaths. Which lips? Not enough deaths for you, Paul, obviously. <laughs> Oh god. Um it's sort of like a precursor to the Hellraiser, wasn't it? That sort of like put bad together. So it's kind of gross. But yeah, interesting. <laughs> so let's rate it then. What what are you gonna give it, Paul? Go on, you go first, Paul. It's not too bad. I'll give it a four. It's not it's not anything it's not it's not average for me. It didn't didn't move my needle, but a four out of ten for the special effects alone, defo. Well, actually, I'm going to give it a seven because I actually I came away at the end of it thinking, bloody hell, I actually quite enjoyed that. And I, I, at the start, I was like, this is going to be horrendous. What have I done? And actually, at the end, I thought, Jesus, that was quite good. So, yeah, a seven. But I de- definitely think there's, there's somebody should take this and remake it and it could be something unreal. So, yeah, so seven out of ten for me. Matt? Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I'd say it's like it could the ending felt a tiny bit rushed at the end so for me it's not it's not quite a nine but it probably will be after i watch it again but i'd say an eight for me but i absolutely i thought it was brilliant i thought it was really good um i just i just thought like you said if somebody took this and just ironed out a few bits it could be really really cool and interesting but i don't know if that ship has sailed because of the kind of timing of, it, of when it was made but yeah i just thought it was really cool i, I really enjoyed it because it was just different and I, I like seeing new stuff and you know and when we get a new things that we've not seen and i i wasn't really 
you know, when you said about it, I was like, oh, I'm not seeing it, but I'm so glad I have now. So great pick. Well done. Well, I wanted to see it. It got lost on me, obviously, a little bit. Um, but with my average four, it's brought it down to about six out of ten. So seven out of ten. But yeah, you can't do maths. But I, can. <laughs> I, I added I added them up and divided by three, so six point three recurring. So That's an eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> the maths fails you. Um, so the thing go. is, if you read the Shudder reviews on it as well. It's cause it's polarizing on Shudder reviews as well. I know mm-hmm. some of the Shudder reviews are fucking stupid, but still, it, it it's quite a polarizing. Some people like love it, some people hate it, some people love it. There's not a lot of middle ground there, so yeah. One of them interesting. films. Very interesting. So, so I will stay picking eighties films then. <laughs> so it's down to Mr. Boucher. So I right then. Get, I want to be a bit more happy. He's a bit sad. Let's let's perk it up a little bit, Butch. I have been wanting to watch this movie for quite some time. I haven't seen it. Um, it's Christmas based with the theme. I went for this one. There was a couple that I was going to go for with the theme that we sort of got now with this Violet Night movie and watching Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Um, we're going to watch uh, Santa's Sleigh starring Bill Goldberg. So it, it, Santa was a demon, basically, who lost a bet and he <laughs> has the bets off and he fucks you. I don't know. I've seen a lot of trailer, like a lot of snaps of like, santa gone bad and this is the ultimate santa gone bad i think it's from 2005 so it's not that like old old what, so, what yeah. one did... bill goldberg do you mean the wrestler goldberg yeah he plays santa <laughs> 2005 2005 yeah what's this on uh amazon prime uh for free so uh, it's a freebie hopefully for mr stevens as well oh, oh, <laughs> paul's looking a bit scared there I was going to go another year, another year when it's my pick. Eventually, I'm going to go for Jack Frost, which is the uh, the raping, <laughs> the raping snowman. I'm going to go for that one one year. <laughs> not the Michael Keaton family film, though. No. Not the Keaton one, no. You've got a problem. Um, what did we do last year? It was, what was the one we did last year with the, the crazy Santa? Oh, Silent Night, Bloody Night, wasn't it? That was cool. That was fucking great. We could have done Silent Night, Bloody Night too. <laughs> next year, next year. So, but yeah, um, I think this one is going to be fun because of what we're doing with Joe Bigos. I think this is like quite a good little side piece for it. Okay, cool. You found cool. It, Paul? Yes. Okay. Game on, Santa Slay. All right. <laughs> Episode 118 done. Moving on to 119. Thank, uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, uh, listening. And once again, we are sponsored by. Brave Rebel Clothing. Go buy those t-shirts for Christmas. Uh, BraveRebelClothing.com You won't get uh, it because it strikes, but never mind. <laughs> joking, I'm joking. Matt will hand deliver them. All right, that's what I've been told. Yeah, hand deliver them. Jordy Paul, don't you go ordering any. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so moving on to 119, we will be reviewing the Joe Bigos movie, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Um, we will be opening our presents to each other. We've done a, obviously this is the first year that Mr. Geordie Paul has been involved. So this will be quite funny to see uh, who wins. Well, it's not winning. It's not about winning. It's just about giving. I think you are going to be very happy with what you've got for Christmas. Um, I'm going to then... cancel that dead and buried VHS I got for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, our move from the vault, uh, which I've just picked, is 2005 Santa's Sleigh. All right. 
Well, if there's uh, no more thing, nothing more to say, when there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at hotmail.com.